And here's the backstory. Hey everyone, my name is Rainy Robinson, and for those of you that don't know me, I was lucky enough to be on three seasons of Dog and Beth on the Hunt, and I co-starred on Dogs Most Wanted with one of my most favorite human beings, and that was Beth Chapman. I have a very compelling story for you uh, on this podcast. Uh, it's called Here's the Backstory, and this uh beautiful woman that sits before me. Her name is Nikki. Uh, her mom was murdered 30 years ago. And I want you to hear her story. Uh, she is trying to get justice for her mother. And her mother indeed needs justice. Hi, Nikki. How are you? Hi, Rainy. I'm great. I'm better now that I'm here. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. My pleasure. I, you know, I mentioned to you before, my daughter had sent me your TikTok and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to know this woman. I have to know her. I love your spirit. I, you know, what, what a gorgeous soul you are to, you know, even after all of these years to seriously get justice for your mom. Do you want to give everyone kind of the backstory on on what happened? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for the compliments too. It's it's so hard to hear, but I mean, I smile from ear to ear when you give them to me. Uh, this has been so hard. It's been an uphill battle. So thank you for helping me. Of so course. in 1993, on July 8th, I gave my mom a hug and a kiss around 11 o'clock. We had a free floating couch. So I remember coming up behind her and embracing her this way and smelling her hair and kissing her neck and telling her good night. And she asked me if I had brushed my teeth and I lied and I went to bed. And that's the last time I'll see my mother. The next thing I'll remember is a light shining in my face because it's the Sedona police department waking me up and they can't find the light switch to my bedroom. So they had to turn on a flashlight. And that's the first thing I remember of my new life was cops in the doorway of my room telling me to get up, get dressed. And they escorted me so fast from my home that I had no idea what was going on. There was just police everywhere. And they put me in the back of a cop car and they told me that my mom and her boyfriend, Russell, had gotten into a fight and that my mom was at my aunt's house. And being 10 years old and them being police officers, I believed that. And I wouldn't know for another 24 to 48 hours that my mom was actually dead in that bedroom. And the cops were actually all over my house and interrogating her boyfriend in the living room when they walked me through. And it's been, I was 10 years old and that was 1993. I'm now 40 and it's 2023 and there have never been any charges. And I had to grow up and request the case file and find out the breakdown in the system and in my mom's investigation and start asking questions and re-traumatize myself on a daily basis in order to get people like you to talk to me, in order to get a pressure applied to the agency that's supposed to be investigating my mother's murder or should have 30 years ago. You know, I just really want to tell you that you really are doing a magnificent job, you know, bringing this to light. You know, we, the majority of us would never have a way of knowing. I, I'm not near Arizona and I wouldn't know any of that. And, you know, 
uh, a lot of us have lived through domestic violence situations. And, uh, and when I started to view some of your TikToks, uh, I mean, that's exactly what your mom went through was a domestic violence situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I put myself in the shoes of you at 10 years old and, you know, essentially, you know, you were robbed uh, of a life and robbed of a mother. Uh, I was, I was robbed of my childhood and I never really matured past a 10 year old child. So I'm very childish and very immature still at 40 years old. And I never had any children. I essentially, I, I'm in limbo. I never moved on from that night in 1993. I'm still searching for some kind of closure, which is why I'm here 30 years later. And you know what? I just have to tell you, honey, that like this is a healing process. And I think that, you know, by you doing this and yes, sometimes it feels like you're ripping the bandaid off and all of that. But now you get to see it with adult eyes. And now you get to say, that's not right. That was right. This isn't right. Or that, you know, and this is part of the healing process. And I hope that it gives you some comfort, you know, just by saying her name, just by saying her name. You want to know what gives me comfort, Rady, is by you saying her name and the man from Crime Solver last night, and the ladies from Mombies and the Fox 10 News, everybody that's spreading my mom's name and awareness in case to know that she mattered enough to put a little bit of money and resources behind. Her life mattered. We mattered more than what we got. She She deserved better. She belonged to all of us. She was our sister. That was, she belonged to all of us and she had children. And, you know, her life was taken away from her. And, you know, I, I, I you were gracious enough to send me the, uh, the documents that you did get. And I read an article that there was 400 pages, yet they didn't quite give you the 400 pages. They gave oh. you less than half of the 400 yeah. pages. I got 176 pages, I believe. Yeah. And I'm not I, really sure why. Yeah. And, you know it's been 30 years and I don't know why either they had that. So I don't know why they wouldn't have the whole thing, but your most powerful weapon is the autopsy report. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Cause it says homicide on it. And that is signed by a medical doctor who was a coroner at the time who ruled it a homicide. It was ruled a homicide. Okay. So what do I do, Rainey? Well, there's, I mean, there's two people in the building and, you know, a a lot of the stuff that I read about, you know, your mom coming out and firing a shot through the, the, all of it sounds ridiculous. She was a little woman. She wasn't, what did she weigh? 103 pounds? 138 pounds at the time of autopsy with like a blood alcohol of what was it? What? 0.17. She was extremely drunk. How could, from his story, excuse my runny nose, emotional. How could a woman of that stature pulled off this, not only one shot, but two shots with an undominant left hand and there's no gunpowder residue present on her right hand. And a even the medical examiner ruled the gunpowder residue as defensive posture positioning. Correct. I mean, I don't understand with just that evidence alone, why there hasn't been charges. Please True explain that hand. to me because I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't get it either. Okay. And thank you. I'm glad that I'm not just being stupid no, here. 
No. And I, I think that the more people that you tell, the more are going to say, really? She, did, she didn't shoot herself in the neck with the non-dominant hand with a 44 caliber. Any responsible gun owner you talk you talk to will say that, right? Well, you know, well, I, 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 I owned weapons, and I, my father had a forty four, and it's too much of a gun for me. It's too yeah. big, and I'm five foot seven, and I don't weigh one hundred thirty eight pounds. I weigh a little more than that, and uh, you know, and I am right handed, and I would never consider it. And I realize, I, I realize that you know you know, she was uh, intoxicated and he was intoxicated and all of that. And I get all that. They were, in, they were in their own home. But I don't think that she walked out of the bedroom because what the argument, what I read the argument was over was that he was going to New York and he was going to do this little thing and she didn't want him to go. So she came out and fired into the couch, which I think is bullshit because this is a woman that had two small children, a 10 year old and a four year old, or is three at the time. So that's, not... That is, that has been the story. On, yeah. So they only have one side of the story. They like to say in the Fox 10 news, you know, I don't. Well, feel free. He could step forward anytime. Feel free. Feel yes, free to yes, step forward. We are waiting for some forward. kind of comments. We, we would like to hear your side of the story. Hello. Yeah. Beyond the 911 call that, you know, he lied right out of the gate. And then, you know, this is my wife. It wasn't your wife. And, you know, who uh, was well, she was shot. Okay, well, who shot her? Well, you know, I can't, you know, I encourage everyone to listen to the 911 tape. And I realized that that it, at that time, it was an extremely highly emotional thing. But it smacks of, uh, I don't want to get caught. I don't want to get arrested. You know, he took the gun, he hid the gun, and then he unhid the gun. Like, there's just all kinds of, like, that's not rational stuff. Did I tell you about the phone bill? No, but do tell. Oh, well, I always knew that when I got a copy of the phone bill that I would, I knew inherently, I just knew that he had called somebody before he'll call 911. So lo and behold, I'll get my case file, which will not have the copies of my phone bill from that house. But my aunt, who has original copies from 1993, does have the phone bill from that house from that night, right? We look it up, and sure enough, the 911 call was placed at 140, right, Rainy? 140. Yeah. He'll call somebody at 136. Four minutes before he'll call 911, he's calling somebody else. We won't know who he calls until this last summer because my aunt, again, got out my grandma's original 93 case file, so old and the pages were so brittle but it was not redacted. And my aunt was able to match up that, that number of who he called from the case file. And he called his father, Kenneth Peterson. Four minutes before he'll call 911, he's calling his dad. Oh, Why would he do that? Yeah. Four minutes before he's calling his dad. That was like crucial time. What if she could have lived, dude? Yeah. yeah. Like that, and when I bring that up to the Sedona Police Department now, they're like, they just shrug their shoulders again they're telling they're just looking at me like i'm nuts yeah yeah it's very interesting because now that you said that like if you go back now and listen to the 911 tape he there's a couple of points where he hesitates well who shot her and i may have or she may have shot herself yeah she may uh, i may have or she may have shot herself 
Why can't I have, why can't they go back through and have this forensically like analyzed his statements? Oh. They have people that do that. I, Again, I got, it all comes down to money. They don't want to spend my money. My mother's not worth the money, which is ridiculous. I've got someone in my network that will do that. Love you. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, in fact, I'll send, I'll send the file over to her so she can do that. And um, what we need to do is, uh, you know, it'd be very interesting to get an official, what is the official status of this case right now? Do you know? January 1st of 2023, it was classified as inactive. I wrote to Sedona City Council the beginning the 1st of January. And by mid-January, Sedona City Council had gotten the Sedona Police Department to agree to put it in a review phase. So my mother's case is active. It's in a review phase. And they are currently, they interviewed my dad last month. They're looking for the Diane Peterson. And I'm hoping that they're doing more. And they're not just gaslighting me and making me think that they're doing something to make me go away. Because I'm not going away. I told her I was going to bring more media her way. Oh, yeah. And listen, I, 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 don't, I don't think that you should ever blame a victim for, for being their best advocate. You are your mom's best advocate. You and your aunt. You guys are her best advocate. The rest of them all clock out and go home. Right. You know, like you don't, you don't have that option. Right. You know, your aunt doesn't have that option. She'll never have her sister. You're not the first podcaster that's told me that or a family member of a victim. Sarah Turney told me that too. She's the one that told me to start my TikTok. She's, she's like my mentor. Yes. You are your family member's own best advocate. I'll never forget the day she told me that. It was December 9th. 2021 when my life changed and I started advocating social media wise for my yes. mom and everything changed because stuff started moving when I started talking on camera yes amazing never shut up don't shut up until we have an answer and one of two things is going to happen or one of three things they're either going to advance or they're going to put it away or we're going to embarrass them into advancing it you know, and, you know, they're in charge of that county. You're not in charge of that county. None of us are in charge. Well, we have an autopsy report that has homicide on it. And so I'd like to know why, I would like to know why they don't move forward with the only person that was in that room. It's a homicide. It's not hard. They just don't want to. Well, why? You know, I, I, I just think that there's some other avenues and I think that we should exhaust every administrative remedy that is available to us. And there is a lot. Yay. Yeah, there is a lot. She needs, she needs justice. And her it's family time. needs justice. Yeah, it's been 30 years, you know, 30 years. And I just feel like, you know, and this, this has happened a lot and it, and it happens to men too, but, you know, I think predominantly it happens to women and, you know, uh, my sister-in-law was murdered and, you know, she was considered a throwaway child. And, uh, and, and it, it, it just, if, if you don't have an opportunity to have redress, where do you go? You're, you're, going to an agency that you're asking them to protect you and to make you as whole as you can possibly be. Your mother's never coming back, right? But she can have 
uh, an answer to her. You know, she wasn't a throwaway person. She's worth more than this, yeah. Rainy. Yeah, she is, honey. She is. I totally agree. Of course. Anyway, I, I just adore you so much. We are connected at the hip now. You know that. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, Love I'm gonna, you. Yeah, I'm going to help you as much as I can help you. Uh, whatever you need, you know, you have my number. You know how to get a hold of me. And uh, I. this is just the beginning. So I'm, I, I'm very respectful that the agency did interview your dad and they righted some wrongs. Isn't that correct? They did. They did. We'll see if anything comes of it. Yeah. It took me putting a pressure on them. Why did the daughter have to grow up and traumatize herself to get the, anything done? I don't know. Right. Don't know. Right. Not fair. And, and it, you know, it, it isn't. And, but at the same time, you know, be a champion for your mom and, you know, you will always be her best advocate. And, you know, she raised a beauty, you know, for the 10 years that she had you. So, you know, yeah. You so you never, never stop talking. How can, how can uh, anyone help you? Where can they find you? Okay, well, TikTok has been everything. TikTok has been everything. So I started an account. We got it up to 38,000. It got banned. So we're at a new one. It's my handle is my name, Nicole Wasselishan. Um, my Nicole Wasselishan 726. You can follow all of the progress there. I do daily updates. I do a daily update every morning to let you guys know what's going on with mom's case, who I have interviews with now on a daily basis. Now, I, Rainy, I went and bought a podcast planner today because I'm getting Good. so many interviews now and awareness is spreading. So, I mean, you can look for the all of them. Um, my mom's podcast on Spotify and, and TikTok. Just just follow us on TikTok. Follow yeah, me on TikTok. I, I love that. And, you know, we, we may even, you know, consider getting, you know, her a website with, you know, first and last name. And we put everything right there so you can direct everyone right to that website. All That's the interviews, all the documents, everything. So it's in a repository. So you know, there. The thing about your case is that now it's spanned thirty years. People talk in thirty years. They talk. They tell people, and people remember. And so, if uh, you know, if uh, you know, certain people think that they can get away with certain things forever. No, they can't. So, I I will help you do that. I we can you know get that. Uh, together I'll host it on my own servers it won't cost you a dime thank you okay. Rainy all right sweetheart all right so they can reach you at TikTok and I see that you do have a Facebook too I do I'm not on it as much I'm always on TikTok you can find okay. my, I do live streams when I'm upset or when I have big news but for the most part I do daily updates so just good keep watching and us there Excellent. And then if you need to get a hold of her and you can't find her, you definitely can find me and I'll point you in the right direction. Yay. Listen, this is going to be a very healing journey for you. You know, at the end of the day, she won't come back, but uh, you will have given her a voice. People will know that she didn't try to kill herself with her children in the home. That's my biggest thing. That Correct. never happened. Lying. Correct. Well, they did. They took the, they took the, um, uh, they did a test on her, on her hands for the gunpowder. Uh, was he ever tested? No, they never tested his hands for gunpowder residue. 
a missed opportunity among many. You think? Yeah, that I'm shocked. I'm shocked that how soon after that all happened, did they allow people back in the house? The next day they gave the keys uh, to his mother. Wow. She was in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. I know me either. Me either. All right, sweetheart. Uh, this is Rainy Robinson with Here's the Backstory. If you guys can think of anything that will help this sweet lady, please, please, please tell me. Please say her name, Stephanie Wasalishan. That was the backstory.